Hey Rowdy's fans, it's Charlie Dennis. This is Forrest Lasso. You're listening to the unused substitutes. The unused substitutes. And you're listening to the unused substitutes. Get off the pitch! Hey there, little red riding hood! families and welcome to the unused substitute soccer show back from a little vacation uh we took a little time off last week uh first week of school ben you're getting ready to get things moved and go and and and, and shipped out to a new location uh we lost to pittsburgh and let's be honest we didn't really want to just talk about that game so we took the time off but we are back we're going to spread the green and gold gospel for the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. Uh, my name is Matthew Cox. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Wilcox, and we're going to talk about the the, the the win over Monterey. Uh, I, I think I referred to it in a tweet today as the, the Monterey Massacre, but I think it, we need to give credit where credit's due and call it the Monterey Mitching because it was a 4-1 to the lads. Uh, it, was a quite, it was quite a nice night, uh, unless you are a subscriber to ESPN+, Plus, which apparently crashed because of UFC or something. I don't know. I don't watch that crap. Uh, but the game, the review last week, uh, last weekend, the Rowdies 4-1 to Monterey. Uh, goes into halftime 1-1. Uh, Monterey scores in uh, almost like halfway through the first uh, first half. Uh, a deflection off Forrest Lasso's leg gets uh, redirected, goes past Connor Sparrow into the goal. Uh, and that was Monterey's last shot on target for the night. Uh, the Rowdies equalize late in stoppage time. Um, I was going back and watching the, uh, the 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 broadcast since it had gotten moved over to YouTube. I was rewatching kind of the, the last bit of the first half. Uh, and, you know, we talked about this before we even uh, started recording. Like my first big takeaway from the game was like, oh, crap, we got Ted Uncle doing a USL championship game. Like I literally, I'm convinced he just called pro and was like, I don't feel like going out of town this weekend. Can you just put me in for the rowdies? I'll, I'll just head up the, from Sarasota to, to go up there. Uh, Ted, we know you're a secret skyway casual. We glad to see you there a little, little, I'm not going to call it home cooking because I think it was a valid call for the, uh, the penalty. Uh, even if it was in the sixth minute of the minimum three minutes of stoppage time, uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Charlie Dennis, uh, or as I have started referring to him, I don't. I, Dan may have posted this online and have taken it from there. I'm not sure, but uh, to me, he's now Charlie freaking Dennis. Uh, has been having a a heck of a run the last few games. 
Uh, it's become, it looks like, the new penalty taker for uh, the Rowdies with uh, Leo Fernandez still on the mend. Sends the team, uh, sends the clubs into the locker room at halftime, level at 1-1. And when they come back out at after halftime, uh, it almost for a little while felt like Monterey did not return, or at least their goalie, because I don't want to take anything away from, from our guys that scored, but uh, goalie could have done better on some of those, it, it feels like. Especially, uh, uh, I guess, not the LaCava one, but there was one, there's one that, def- I think the last one, the uh, the Ariel Martinez one, kind of goes off his hands. The J.J. Uh, Williams one is, is, is from range, like looking like uh, Leo Messi in the League's Cup there. Just uh, how did that one actually go in? Okay. Uh, LaCava scores early on in the second half on an assist from Doherty. Speaking of people having a, uh, a heck of a run lately, uh, J.J. Williams gets one after a, uh, a nice, nice, nice uh, bit of work by Jan Ekra. Puts the defensive pressure on Tulsa, strips the uh, attacker of the ball, pokes it through to J.J. Williams, who hits his ninth of the season. Uh, I believe that puts him in... Uh, First place overall for uh, for team goals. Uh, also, uh, nine goals, same as Messi. You know, pretty good. Pretty good by J.J. Williams there. And Ariel Martinez caps off the night with his first goal as a rowdy, getting an assist from Jake LaCava in the 88th minute. Ben, what would you think of the game? Uh, yeah, so uh, I thought it was a pretty good game. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, first off, thank you for uh, for having me again. I uh, I am currently in the middle of box galore because like like I look around my room and everything's just boxes right now because I'm moving. <laughs> Hopefully, like they just said, hey, my my landlord was like, oh hey, by the way, uh, probably gonna be done Saturday night. And I was just like, ooh, that gives me one day to move in because uh, I don't have any days off for the next eight days after that. So uh, okay, cool. <laughs> That kind of sounds um, like when uh when when we closed on the the house that uh that I'm in right now it was it was meant to be done at the beginning of spring break because that's a convenient time for teachers to move but the yep. uh, the the then owners were living in Nevada so every everything had to be signed and faxed back and forth and then there was this got changed and that got changed uh, I think we moved in maybe the Thursday of spring break yep. like with two or three days to go. Now, the good news about this is, is like, I don't have much left over, which is good because I did like a huge purge uh, about five years ago when I moved in here. And then since then, I have accumulated some stuff, but I've done another purge since I've been here. So it's not too bad, but it's just the whole fact of I got to move. And anyone who's moved recently knows that's not fun. So I, I've got just what I need accessible and everything else is just in a box and I don't. You know, if I was smart, I would have labeled everything like, oh, everything's this is here. This is in here. No, I didn't do that. I was just like, that'll fit in here. Go in there. But now you'll just have all the fun of figuring it out when you get into your new place. And it'll be like opening up a, new, a Christmas present. It'll be fantastic. It's, so, it's like, it's yes, like as you mentioned, finding all your treasure. Yes. Uh, so as you mentioned, yes, I have been uh, busy, busy. So we did miss last week, which, yeah, to heck with that game. I don't want to talk about that game. I want to talk about this game because this game was way more exciting and way more fun. Like, let's be um, honest, if, if you want, like, the deep down, like, dark and dirty tactical insights, you've got John Morrissey on Twitter. Uh, you've got RBLR doing doing great stuff yep. over there. I was uh, just, just want a couple guys talking some random crap and, 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 and having a good time, then uh, uh, we're happy to fill those needs for you. Yeah, we're a little more that makes it. Like, yeah, if you want that in depth, <laughs> go go check the RBLR. They did a great job last week. They did a good job this week. Go. That's fine. But we're not here for that. We're here for the fun. So. um. 
yeah, I mean, to your point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, even Monterey's goal, the one that you had, they had no shots afterwards. I mean, it was against the run of play, and it was kind of fluky the way it went in. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't really hold anything against the defense or, no. or even. I mean, it just, it's one of those goals that just kind of happens sometimes, and there's just, it is what it is. But I mean, the, I felt like the first half we were the dominant team for sure. We just were unfortunate to get not get knock a chance in earlier. You know, and that penalty kick, which was, again, to your point, I didn't realize it was Ted Uncle until all of a sudden that forearm came out. He was like, penalty. I was like, ah, it's Ted Uncle. Like, what in the world is he doing here? I just saw him <laughs> doing an MLS game, like, not even like a week ago. Um, that was That's kind of a insight. Yeah, it's a guy, I, I was telling you, uh, you know, him him and his wife, Christina, who's the president of the uh, USL Super League Tampa Bay, uh, are are. are Locals to Sarasota uh, may have seen them pop into Shamrock on occasion now and then, yeah. uh, especially when there's a U.S. men's or women's game going on. So uh, it was just kind of weird to see someone that you've you know been at the same bar with uh, uh, all of a sudden uh, getting the calls right in the center uh, of the match. Yeah, and that, I was just going to say, I mean, that was the other part is like, you know, it was a pretty good game. I, I mean, I don't feel like the refereeing was good, bad, whatever. I thought it was just a good, solid game. I mean, mm-hmm. I just didn't even notice him. I mean, other than that obvious call right in front of the mob. But yeah, um, I mean, then the second half. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Nikki Law said. I, I mean, I don't know what he, what he said to them, or if he said anything at all, and just let them like one of those classic, they're ready. We don't have to say anything kind of moments, you know, because they came out in the second half like their hair was on fire and just looked absolutely dominant. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, know what the hell happened to Monterey. I mean, they were like, it, it, they might as well not even been on the field. Because so we, I know that I know that it was mentioned in the uh, the the uh, like the press release and the, the post game interview about the uh, the match. Uh, Nikki says it was a sloppy goal for us to give away that that first goal in the first half, but the reaction was great. The goal right before halftime was huge. It gave the guys a boost to come out in the second half and put things to bed early. Uh, I'm sure Nikki had some kind of hand in uh, giving them a boost as well, but uh, you know we'll have to we'll have to maybe you know. Trying to shock some people, see if we can find out what the what it, what a pregame and a and a, uh, a halftime uh, you know team talk is from Nikki compared to what uh, what it was like under Neil Collins. I got to say, there's no way it's as animated. I mean, like, look, I, I love Nikki Law. I've, I've had a chance to talk to him once or twice. He's a great guy, but uh, Neil Collins has just got one of those voices that just kind of carries. Oh I yeah, I don't feel like Nikki Law is that guy. I don't know that anybody's that guy. Yeah, it's, it's not a knock on Nikki. It's just <laughs> some man. There's just some people are just one of a kind when it comes to certain things. Let's... Yeah, but I mean, I imagine there's probably some animation, but I don't. Bl- he just doesn't strike me as that animated of a type. I mean, I, I've tried to look for him on the sideline a few times. I, I don't see him getting all super like you know when Neil used to grab the back of his pants like ah he, like yeah yeah, yeah. like I don't get that from Nikki Law at all. Yeah, he's he's kind of the uh, the the almost like a Tony Dungy if he was a soccer coach. Like, you don't you don't get too high with the, 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 the good and you don't get too low with the bad. You just kind of roll with everything and, and, yep. and uh, take it as it comes. So, yeah. uh, which is kind of cool. Like, I have no problem. Hey, we're winning. We're scoring goals. He, he, he said, and, and this is, you know, we, we talked a lot about, like, what, what do we think we're going to see? What's the style of play going to be? Is he just going to do what Neil was doing with these guys because uh, it was working so well? And, 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 and there's been some, some tweaks in here, and I think we're going to try and uh, break that down a little bit uh, in a future episode. Uh, not us, because obviously we're not <laughs> equipped to do that, but we, we know people who are. We're not the uh, tactics guys? What? 
Yeah. Uh, which that's probably a very clear hint as to who we're going to pull in for this. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to put his own, everyone's got their own style, their own philosophy, their own, you know, even if it's just a, a minor position tweak or, or having someone in a different spot, uh, there's going to be some some differences. And uh, it, But he had said, I remember that one of the things he said was he wanted to play the the the, the attacking, attractive yep. kind of style that, was, that Neil Collins was known for. Yep. And, and the first thing in my head was, well, of course you're going to say that at the press conference. Everyone's going to say that. Every coach right. is like, we want to play, you know, beautiful attacking soccer and, and you know, give the fans something to enjoy watching. And then, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't necessarily work out that way when the, the team rolls out in the field. But they have, uh, I mean, the Pittsburgh game was another story, but Pittsburgh is also the top team in the East. Uh, I don't have the whole standings in front of me, might be the top team in the league right now. There's going to be nights like that. Uh, but uh, we've had a couple games now going back to, well, we, we were talking about this before we started recording, uh, this weekend's matchup against Tulsa is a rematch of the first game under Nikki law. And, yep. uh, that one was at Al Lang, which was a three, nothing win Forrest Lasso gets a goal. Uh, a couple of the guys get goals in that one too. And we kind of were like, okay, we can work with this. Let's see if, if he keeps it going. And for the most part, yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Go ahead. I was going to say, well, I mean, to that point is, you know, I mean, Charlie Dennis, like you'd mentioned him, how he, especially in the last few weeks, has been absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, Nikki, just like, you know, uh, Neil has kept him center, top of the top of the diamond, basically. And he has been absolutely dominant in that role. And it looks like he's allowed whoever it is, whether it be Jan or uh, whoever else in that center mid position to really use that counter press to our advantage and it's really pushing uh causing a lot of turnovers a lot of a lot of chaos in the middle of the field and then you know you're all you're wondering what happens with Dayon not being able to do a full 90 you've got dalgard who went down who we still don't know what's going on with him um it was great if you know nikki to trust uh, putting clean in forest and gian trusting the, the three back system and pulling connor up in there who connor doesn't give you the same thing as you know Dayon or uh, Dalgard, but what he's going to give you is a 110% effort. He's going to get you a couple of really great balls in the in the box. He's going to recover defensively, and he has no problem pressing the line or pushing pushing the game forward. So, um, it was. I mean, all in all, I mean, just the 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 way the the, the lineup was done. I, I it's kind of what I would have done if I was in his position. Mm-hmm. If we were guessing lineups last week, I would have I would have guessed the three back system. And thank God for having Kleeman and Forrest. I mean, as as good in tandem as they are, um, they 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 allow us to get a little more creative with that midfield, especially on the wingers. Yeah, they uh, they had announced on on Twitter in in like the build up in pregame that uh, midfielder Abel Caputo was going to be a. Uh, a, a injury replacement he had gotten injured uh he actually picked up the injury friday in training it sounds like mm. uh, uh according to uh again the uh, the rowdy's press release on the uh the, the game um i don't know if he got injured and they said well let's give it a night sleep on it let's get you into the trainers and let's see we'll, we'll test you out on saturday see what happens uh he was not able to go and was replaced by Kleeman. so uh, you know, at least it wasn't like a, a last second thing. They probably made Kleeman aware kind of ahead of time. Hey, if he can't go, then we're going to put you in and we're going to shift to this instead because you're replacing a midfielder with a defender at that point, And that's going to be yeah. a little, little bit of a shape change there. So it, it's, this is one of those games where it's hard to do like a good, bad, ugly, because there's a lot, 
I guess technically you could say, you know, there's a lot of good with uh, with the Rowdy's goals, especially Ariel Martinez getting his first, Lacava with a goal and an assist, uh, Ekra and Jordan Doherty continuing to just get it done. Uh, bad, maybe giving up the the goal on a kind of a, a cheap deflection like that, and and, yeah. and ugly is another player hitting the injured list. But I don't even. No, I mean just I think that's enjoying the result. I hate to call something bad or ugly, but. Uh, you look at the injured list we got right now, man. It is uh, growing. It is growing. I mean, we could we could focus on the fact that guys are stepping up and still getting it done, and and the the depth and the talent that we have right. uh, is is putting us still right there. Two points out of second place, uh, six points out of first, with three games in hand over Pittsburgh. Right. So, yep. uh, you know, not in a terrible position. So. Which no, feels like a pretty good segue to just go talk about the standings here for a second. So <laughs> let me hop into that. So like we said, uh, and these are, I, I pulled these today. So these are the most recent. I don't think anyone's playing tonight. I didn't, I didn't double check to see, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't have anybody live tonight. Uh, if it is, I don't care who they are because it's not us. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh still first place with 47 points from 26 games. Charleston, 43 points with from 25 games your tampa bay rowdies sitting in third with 41 points in 23 games which you know on one hand you look at it and you're like oh man we've got some games in hand we can make it up uh there's not that many games left in the regular season we're going to be making up some of these games like you know two or 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 possibly even three a week when we get near the very end here against Uh, some tough teams too yeah so yeah we mean we still haven't played louisville what we have we played Memphis yet, even at all? Um, I'm trying to think. We still have to. We still have one more against Pittsburgh. They have to come here, right? Yes. We played Charleston both of the games. I, I think right. I, when I looked at it, I think you know of the games left, only Pittsburgh is ahead of us in points in the Eastern Conference. I know we have to go out to San Antonio. I'm not sure where they were. Yeah. I think they were level or like a point ahead last time I checked. Um, they're at so other than that, everything we're playing are teams that are uh, below us in terms of points. So yep. uh, tough. there are some tough teams, but it, it's probably as good of a, a, a position we could be in for the shape that we're in right now. Uh, speaking of Memphis, they're four points back, uh, having played an equal number of games, 37 points. Louisville City, 37 points, uh, four back from the Rowdies, have played one more game. So the Rowdies even have a game in hand on them. Yep. Uh, I think, honestly, it feels kind of safe to say that your your top four, well, I don't know, your top four are going to be some combination of uh, Pittsburgh, Charleston, Tampa Bay in first, second, third, and then probably uh, Louisville or Memphis for that fourth spot for your, your hosting your opening uh, playoff games. Uh, Indy 11, uh, 31 points, uh, from 24 games and sixth Birmingham, 30 points, 23 games. Uh, but they're doing pretty good right now. They still have a negative nine goal difference though, which is crazy. Uh, this weekend's opponent Tulsa coming in, uh, or we're heading out there actually, but they are showing up with 29 points out of 24 matches currently holding on to eighth place, the final playoff spot in the Eastern conference. Miami is three points back. Uh, in ninth place, Loudon United and Detroit City on 24 points. Uh, Detroit's got two games in hand on Loudon, but I don't, I don't see. You know, Miami could be a contender for the playoffs, maybe, but I don't see Loudon, Detroit, or Hartford getting back into this. We still have two games against Hartford to go. I think we still got one more against Loudon. Yep. We've got the Miami game coming up, uh, not this weekend, not tomorrow, but next week. Uh, at least tomorrow when we record this. I don't know when people are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've 
we've got some tough teams, but we have some some pretty good spots to to get some points. It feels like and, and solidify yep. our spot. But you know, and, and I think we we kind of say this every week after the start we had, and then losing Neil Collins mid season. To be in a spot right now where it feels like we're pretty much guaranteed a home playoff game and possibly uh, in the top two is is a, is a pretty significant uh, achievement, I think. Yeah, um, completely reasonable. One more thing we got to do with uh, with the match, though, is uh, who's the man? Who is who is our man of the match? I'm going to let you give yours first. Yeah, I kind of, I'll be honest, I went back and forth on this one, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand as well. I, I'm, I'm a little torn because I think there's a couple of obvious answers, and uh, I think there's one or two honorary. And if I'm going to go, being a defender at heart, uh, I <laughs> think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go defensive on this one in an offensive game. Uh, and I'm going to shoot, although he didn't really play defense. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is tough. Um, darn it. You know what? I don't, I'm still not decided yet. Uh, All right. So I, I need to, I need to order my meal first and we'll come back to you to get your order. <laughs> well, because I'm stuck, on, I'm stuck on two players. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I really liked the, the game that Connor Antley played. I, I liked the way he came up and joined mm-hmm. uh, the attack. I think he had himself a very complete game. Um, it was very dangerous and, um, yeah, and then at the same time, Jordan Doherty had himself another wonderful game. I mean, it's it just a you know another phenomenal showing. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to go Jordan Doherty because why not? Because I okay. love Doherty. Yeah, hey, Jordan's been great. Jan Ecker has been great. Lakava had a great game, uh, but I'm going with the guy who uh, who set the uh, set the score line straight going into halftime. Uh, Charlie freaking Dennis, uh, and it's. <sighs> This is going to sound weird because it, you know, your man of the match should be based on the match we just talked about. But he, the the, the run he's been on, uh, him and Jake Lacava made team of the week. I think I saw that's uh, uh, Dennis's seventh time on the team of the week this season. He's just been like when the Rowdy signed him, they 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 kind of hyped up and like, hey, we we expect a lot out of this guy. But I wouldn't say he was like the most hyped incoming signing. Nope. Uh, I think they did they put a lot more out there about Cal Jennings, who has been very good. Yep. Uh, but Dennis has really had a, a, a heck of a season. He's really been uh, uh, good. Uh, well, that was a really good description there. He's He's been good. <laughs> he's been really good. There's the kind of deep insight y'all came to this one for. Charlie Dennis is good. <laughs> Maybe that should be the sticker. Just Charlie Dennis is good. I kind of like that. That'll be the, uh, the name of the podcast. Charlie Dennis there we is go. Good. See, I was thinking Charlie freaking Dennis, but maybe Charlie Dennis is good is, is the move there. I think I like that one. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, like we said, Jake LaCava, Charlie Dennis, team of the week. Congrats to those guys. Uh, other team news that they uh, conveniently dropped this afternoon just before we uh, recorded. Uh, the Rowdies have added another attacker in the form of – hold on. I'm going to double-check this because I got a feeling I just – Type them. No, I did. I have the right name. Uh, Joshua Perez. He's L. He's a, a forward. He's an El Salvador international. He is the nephew of uh, the head coach of the El Salvador senior national team. Uh, former OG era Rowdies player. Former U.S. men's national team player. Former U.S. men's national team assistant coach. Uh, Hugo Perez. So that's kind of cool. He uh, yeah. he joined uh, Tampa Bay from. And I'm going to massacre this, and and all the Roma fans who uh, pretend they know Italian are going to 
be like making the hand motions at me from uh, Montevarchi Calcio Aquila 1902 in Serie C from Italy. Uh, had a couple, I think, two goals in a, in a couple appearances there. Uh, yeah, 11 appearances. Uh, spent uh, all of 2022 and uh, kind of the end of the 2021 season with Miami FC. Uh, five goals, four assists in 35 USL Championship appearances. So he's got uh, some bona fides at this level, which is nice because it's hard to tell, uh, you know, what two goals in 11 Serie C appearances translates to in, yeah. in the USL Championship. Right. Um, one thing that kind of uh, uh, struck me here, is, I don't know, it's maybe a little bit odd. Uh, we're delighted to get Josh in, said Rowdy's head coach, Nikki Law. We needed probably one more body in that attacking area, and he's a player of really good quality. He's been in the league with Miami, did really well there. To get someone of his quality, I think, is a huge boost for us. We spoke to quite a lot of people that have played with him and worked with him, and they couldn't speak highly, couldn't speak highly enough of him as a person. We'll hope we're hopeful he'll be a key piece in helping us get where we want at the end of the season. And on one hand, you know, the more bodies, the better. When we look at how we've been racking up injuries mm-hmm. uh, lately, but when he says, you know, we, we probably need one more body in the attacking area, and you know, you've got JJ Williams nine goals. You've got you're getting goals from from guys like uh, Charlie Dennis. Ariel Martinez finally gets one. You know, and we've got guys like Ariel Martinez and and Lucky M. Cosana that are not getting tons of minutes. They're usually late game substitute options to come in. Mm-hmm kind of manage the game, help uh, do, you know, do a little veteran leadership and, and see a game out. Uh, but I'm just thinking I'm, I'm rewatching the uh, second half and there's uh there, there's Cal Jennings warming up uh, behind the goal in, in the second half and then end up celebrating with, uh, with LaCava on his goal. And it's like, is, is this a sign that like, you know, is, is, is Jennings in the, the doghouse here? Is he, uh, is he not a, uh, uh, you know, the, the apple of Nikki Law's eye, you know, we, he kind of had a little streaky start to the season. He had that real great uh, run a couple games there and, and mm-hmm. uh, had the hat trick in, in Neil Collins's last game. And then I don't know that we've seen him since then. I, it's not an injury. Surprisingly, uh, everyone else, it seems, is, is getting injured left and right. Uh, I'm just kind of curious what's up with with Cal Jennings. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I'm happy to bring in another striker. I mean, look, I'd I'd rather have more strikers than enough strikers, right? You know, but I, I'm with you. I I, I thought Cal Jennings had been doing pretty good, uh, even when he come on for for Nikki. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I I I I, I gotta I gotta assume that there's a plan. I mean, uh, whatever it is, but I mean, I I'm excited to see this new kid come in and see what he can do. I mean, and see what he can offer. I mean. One, you know, one of my only knocks on Cal is his physicality, and that's that's mm-hmm. really it. And that's one of the things I love most about JJ is that I mean, he can't be knocked off the ball. He's happy with a guy on his back, and I get that that's not Cal or JJ or sorry, I get that that's not Cal's style of play, which is totally understandable. Um, right, but he does get knocked off the ball a little too easily sometimes. So I wonder if this guy, I mean, I, obviously having seen none of his play, uh, it, it will be a better option maybe in a physical game. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, look, time will tell. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a young kid. He's 25 years old. He's a, a California native, even though he plays for uh, El Salvador national team. Uh, at 16, he joined Fiorentina's academy, uh, spent the 2016 season with them, went on loan uh, to Livorno in, in Serie C after that. 
Uh, came back, played, and made 15 appearances with LAFC and MLS over two seasons. Uh, was loaned to Phoenix Rising and had two appearances there. I mean, he's he's played for some some pretty significant teams. Uh, you know, Fiorentina is a pretty significant team in Italy. Uh, LAFC, we know the the reputation they have in MLS. Phoenix yeah. Rising, yep. only two appearances, but he's uh he's done. He's still- he, he's, he's gotten into uh yep. some of these clubs and, and made uh made the uh the his you know made his impression felt um started out as a uh youth u.s youth international uh flipped to el salvador with and and joined the u23s in 2021 uh bumped up to the senior side later that same year scored in his debut for the senior national team so you know it looks like he's got a pretty good track record like i said i've never i haven't sit down to watch the uh the the youtube highlight reel with uh you know some kind of weird techno music behind it but i'm sure there's one out there somewhere uh we're gonna have to wait and see uh he sounds promising but uh we'll 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 see what he does um it's just it just seemed that whole line about needing another attacking body and and if for nothing else because of the injuries i 100 percent get it um because looking at and i'll I'll skip ahead to this part of our our tulsa preview here but looking at that the list of guys injured, uh, Leo and Lewis still out, although they put some pictures out there the other day. Both the guys are back in training, which, you know, we've seen some stuff of Leo doing some uh, some agility drills and some yep. some strength and conditioning. I honestly thought the, the, the last time that I was at Al Lang was when I, I think the last time I was at Al Lang was Neil Collins's last game because I, I wasn't able to make it up last weekend. And that's when we saw Lewis Hilton back in a boot and on crutches. And I didn't yep. think we were going to see him doing anything. Right. Uh, physical training wise this uh the rest of this year but there he was back in, in training which was nice but uh dalgard's out for this week abel isn't able and harrow's a no-go uh dayon uh dayon harris listed as questionable so i guess you know if you can if you can stack some bodies up there i, I you know part of this may just be that we're used to neil collins kind of getting by on i don't want to say a lean roster but he he had the uh, even bare minimums wrong the way to say it. I mean, he had he had the right guys, right as starters and as as depth off the bench. He didn't have a whole lot of extra on there. They kind of went lean sometimes, and and I was always like, man, we need two or three extra guys. It feels like just in case. And here we are getting two or three extra guys, and I'm like, well, hold on now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about this so much. Uh, so I it's, I think part of it's due to that. Uh, well, and- Look, he's got guys with versatility, you know, to your point. I mean, look, I mean, you've got Connor that can play defense or attacking on the midfield. Uh, Airman, who I think can step into the middle or play on the wing or step in back if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, um, I wonder with this new guy, will they move him, you know, out wide or will they keep him up top as a striker? I mean, I, I wonder if there's a versatility to him that maybe we don't know about. I mean, it seems like having some versatility to your game has been something that these these last few guys have come in i mean no putting uh uh charlie on the outside didn't work quite as well but it filled a role it filled a need even though it didn't didn't suit his style the best right i mean versatility is a big thing right now so i'm maybe maybe that's something we're gonna get with this new guy i mean i i I don't know i i I don't know but i'll take the warm body we we need him we we i'll take more healthy guys that are able to come off the bench and affect the game than not. And and like we said, uh, you know, he's the guy that scored in his debut for the El Salvador national team. So he's got a little CONCACAF in him, which yep, is always good. I actually just found I was just reminded uh, about that by uh, I pulled up YouTube trying to find some 
some highlights or stuff here, and there's a video from CONCACAF of him scoring his first goal. It was El Salvador against Haiti in men's Olympic qualifying. Uh, so I'll have to go through and watch some of that. There, there are some uh, some videos from like 2021 about uh, you know some some compilations, some highlight stuff. So there's also uh, apparently a uh, a young singer trying to make his name uh, by with the same name. So I make sure I don't watch the wrong one. <laughs> this guy's just like jamming in his room. I said versatility. I didn't quite mean and well as singing. Hey, Hold up now. The, I meant the on the guy field. Can, he can do it all. <laughs> absolutely do it all. Uh, here's one. Oh, gosh. This is, uh, this is way back in like Youth Academy stuff. The Rio Rapids versus Colorado Rapids 07 ECNL Joshua Perez. So that's back in his uh, U.S. Youth International days, probably. I'll have to yeah. dig through and find some stuff out there, see what he's like. Uh, okay, I've got his, uh, I've got his uh, GPA from high school here. Uh <laughs> Hey, he was second in his class out of 423. Oh, there's his email address and his phone number. Let's maybe take that off the internet. <laughs> I'm sure it's not the same phone number anymore, but it's, it's probably the same email. For a second there, I thought you were kidding at first. I'm like, I thought you were just going on a bit here. And I was like, I was going to go with it. But no, like, are you serious? No, yeah. It's, uh, uh, and it may have been posted by a family member. It's posted by a guy named Mario Perez. And it's, uh, this says... <laughs> This, this, this can't wait. This can't be the same. No, this can't be the same guy because this says Joshua Perez, class of twenty twenty five. So that's still like a kid in high school right now. So that's yeah. not the same guy. Okay, but so his I, email and phone number is out there on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, this guy's a holding midfielder. He converted to a forward, and uh, once he went professional, okay, no, this is this is a totally different guy. Maybe we'll watch his highlights too. What, Wait, uh, hopefully we signed the right guy. Did we maybe get mixed up and meant to sign this this kid out of uh, the Colorado Rapids Academy? <laughs> or maybe we got the singer. We're just a new, a new guy to open up the uh, the game for us. You know what? Let's get all three. Yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah, bring them all at once. We all dream of a team of Josh Perez's. <laughs> Let's see if that works. Uh, all right, so uh, Rowdies are in action again. This time tomorrow night. It's a Friday evening game. It's uh, I believe kickoff is at 9 p.m. It's hopefully available on ESPN Plus if uh, it decides to function. And it's also being covered by Sirius XMFC for all you satellite radio lovers. Uh, like I said, we literally just played Tulsa a couple weeks ago. It was Nikki Law's first game in charge. Uh, Tulsa has not. They didn't win that match, and they haven't won since then. Yeah. Uh, they are seven, nine, and eight currently. Like we said, eighth in the Eastern Conference. They're five, four, and three at home. They are two, two, and one in their last five. Their last match, they drew one, one at Colorado Springs. The last meeting between these two teams, the Rowdies won three nil on July 29th. Uh, the one trend that Tampa Bay is going to be looking to break on this, though, is that Tampa Bay has not won a game, uh, a road game, an away game. I don't want to say road game. That's what got Bob Bradley in trouble. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, after years of not being great on the road, uh, had gotten uh, much better in the last few years. Uh, this year, not as great, not not terrible. I mean, we're still third place in, in the East, but not that great. Uh, however, have not won a, uh, a game in the last three away games uh, and have not scored in either of those games as well. But like we said earlier, the Rowdies have three games in hand on Pittsburgh and uh, need to make up these six points. This is a uh, 
a good opportunity to put some points on the board uh, to get some of those points back and, and kind of make that spot up. Uh, it's another chance for J.J. Williams to score against his former team. He did that in the uh, the 3-0 win for, for Nicky Law. Uh, it'd be nice to see if he could do that again and then uh, hit his 10th goal for the season or, you know, maybe more, maybe 10, maybe 11, maybe 14 after this after tomorrow night. Who knows? He might just have a huge game. Uh, any real specific thoughts on Tulsa again? Well, so, uh, credit to our reveler friends, you know, in the area, uh, they had mentioned on their podcast about the fact that Onik, uh, or Onik or one okay, or however that like you say the same yeah. is actually a baseball field. So this is going to be a small field and it's not going to oh, be great, great if I remember correctly. So, and we know how we do on small fields that are like landing strips, not great. So. Um, while well, I'm glad I'm having a PTSD about Slugger Field. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how this field's going to look, but something, something tells me this is not going to be good. So, and if I'm wrong, blame the reveler guys. Don't come to me. Don't, don't at me. I, I, I'm, I'm going off of their, their cue here. Uh, but I mean, I, I looked at the stadium here, and I mean, it's a baseball field, a true baseball field. It, um, it absolutely. I'm looking at some pictures here and some uh, yep. uh, uh, game. Uh, uh, oh, however. It is country night with a country concert after the game. Uh, Ooh. So you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'll have some exciting times out there. I mean, what else are you going to do out there? But, I mean, so my thoughts are this. I mean, uh, look, they they tied their last game. They lost 3 nothing to Louisville, and they lost 3 nothing to us. That's the last three games. I, I mean, look, coming into this game, I think we have a chance. I mean, again, for a team that likes to spread the ball out, it's going to be tough this game, how we utilize the field. Um, I know that we love the holdup play of a JJ Williams, um, but I, I kind of want to see, um, uh, either the new guy or I want to see, um, I, yeah, or I want to go, or I want to see, oh God, over the overlay. No, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I just put, <laughs> dropped a lovely picture of, uh, of one okay soccer configuration up for Ben while he's talking and Crap. yeah. And it totally threw me off and it's overlay like over the infield. Oh. God help us. All right. Yeah, back to my point. Um, I I, I kind of like to see a Cal Jennings on this one. I, I mean, I, I allow him to get in behind him. Look, it worked against Las Vegas very well. Now, granted, I mean, that was the team he was just playing against. So, or he again, just another crappy baseball field. Kind of there. Um, but I think in a short, small field like this, this is going to be an opportunity to get a guy like him on the score sheet. And maybe the new guy, too. So. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'll be I'll be perfectly happy if if JJ starts up top. But if don't be surprised if you see a Cal Jennings sighting uh, for this one uh, for a change in tactic for for the kind of field we're going to be playing on, and that's that's going to come down to um, you know what does Nicky Law feel is best for the team. I mean, how do we how does he implement his style? Something we talked about earlier on the podcast. You mentioned um, how his how has Nicky Law kind of made this his team, and I, I think this is an opportunity to see kind of how he views us on that field. He's, he's had a couple of games now on smaller fields to see how we react. I think this is a good chance to kind of see, see, see that, see that motion. And I, I imagine we'll still come out in the three back. Um, I can't imagine changing much up from the last game. It works so damn well, but like I yeah, said, well, I, I mean, I just based on the injuries, we know we're going to be going with a similar lineup. Uh, True. You know, uh, I don't see Perez starting, but I would not be surprised if, you know, him and Jennings are, are possible second half substitutions, either uh, try and get things going. And, and again, you know, 
Cal might be a little bit more effective if you're playing in the kind of close quarters, cramped spaces. He's got that uh, that ability to move and, and create space. That might be something that we're going to need this weekend. Uh, or not weekend, I mean, tomorrow night. It's Friday night. So uh, we'll see. So yeah. like I said, y'all go out for country night in Tulsa tomorrow night, If even if you don't like the soccers. <laughs> Ooh, doggy. <laughs> Uh, last thing, so we, uh, we, you know, the Women's World Cup is still uh, going on. It's, it's winding down. We've got the the third place game, uh, which sadly the third place game featuring the teams I was hoping to see in the final, um, and then uh, the the final between England and Spain, uh, and and you know we, we we know some people who have been over there for some games. I know some people who are still in in, in there uh, for some games, although maybe they're going to start making their way back now that the women were knocked out. It, it's 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 still if it's hard to say because like I'm I'm disappointed in in how the U.S. women went out, but it, overall for for the game for the women's game, I feel like it's been a great tournament. Um, but you know there have been some repercussions on uh, for for the U.S. side. So the women go out in the round of sixteen, their earliest uh, World Cup exit ever. Uh, I think it was just yesterday, yesterday, yesterday or today that uh, they announced that. Uh, Vladko Andonovsky, uh, yeah, uh, they've today. mutually parted ways, which like every time I see that, like I said, it always reminds me that they went to, makes me think they went to like a, a mall food court and broke up, <laughs> uh, got some Sbarros and, and, and just called it quits. Um, great shout out with Sbarros. Right. I, I saw one like a, a couple weeks ago in the summer. I was over at, when I was over at my, uh, my parents' place. I was like, oh man, we actually went there. I was like, I love a good, love a good Italian place, man. That's just, that's classic eating right there. Uh, and then I went and saw Barbie. It was a great day. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's been, there's been a lot of talk and, and I'm just throwing random thoughts. I like, there's been a lot of talk about how uh, a lot of the, you know, the, the rest of the world has caught up and, and, and there has been like some exponential improvement in some of these countries. And, you know, for all the, the, the talk on the men's side about how expanding the tournament might not be the right move for the men's side, it's clearly been the right move for the women's side. Yep. Some of these teams and some of these players you have not gotten to see on the world stage, uh, making the impression, you know, even uh, Australia in, in their loss, uh, Sam Kerr gets a goal, her first World Cup goal, uh, and, and, and get show like, you know, how far uh, women's football has come just in Australia. Uh, but it, it sometimes it feels like people are the, when we talk about the the U.S. women going out, they're like, well, you know, the rest of the world's caught up, and they absolutely have, and sure. and there are stories there that need to be told. Yep. Uh, but I also think it's fair to say that the U.S. underperformed. Oh, big time! Uh, and there's a lot of factors, you know. The, the the coaching, I think, is definitely one of them. I don't think it's a bad idea for for Vlatko to move on, and uh, and the U.S. to look to others. I've seen reports that they're. Uh, looking at coaches out of Spain and, and, and we're possibly going to try and make a run at England's coach, but England had said they would not allow, yeah, uh, would not entertain any offers, would not let her out of her contract. And I don't think she wants to leave England anyway. Um, and, and like, it's weird. Cause you can't, I don't think you can point to any one thing like, nope. yes, the teams were better and credit to the teams who, uh, you know, to the teams who beat the U.S., to the teams who drew the U.S., even a lot of people were uh, unimpressed by the opening uh, group stage game against Vietnam. Yep. But at the same time, like the coaching wasn't great. There's a ton of injuries. Yep. Uh, you know, they're getting ready for some some friendlies against South Africa, and then the Olympics is the next big international tournament. And I expect they're going to do better at the Olympics if for no other reason than a lot of people are going to be healthy that weren't healthy for the World Cup. Yep. Um, but the players that were out there, like. 
they, in my opinion, did not play up to the standard they've set. Nope. And, and again, not to take anything away from the teams they played against, but uh, coaching isn't why you missed goals. Coaching isn't uh, bad passes or uh, not getting to the ball, not getting to like 50-50 balls. I was just uh, say, some yeah. of those first couple group stages. Now, now, that knockout round game that they end up losing – they played well. They looked really good. It's the best I think they looked in the entire tournament. And then, uh, you know, to go out to go out the way they did on, on those penalties at, at like five thirty in the morning, I think is about what it when it what it felt like uh, is a terrible way to go out. But again, you went out uh, on a millimeter to the number three team in the world. That's yep. not terrible no, you know, not on bad. paper. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I think it's fair to 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 point some criticism at them. Uh, I, I I don't think player former national team players whose last name end in I and uh, last or first names end in I and last names start with L need to be doing what they're doing. So I don't think it's helpful, but there is some constructive criticism I think to to be put out there. Yep. Uh, and I think even the players would probably say it's fair because. They have been at this high level, and it's fun to watch. It's been fun to watch them over the last two tournaments go out and 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 beat everybody up and and win the World Cup. Sure, uh, and people are the ones doing it. Exactly. Uh, it, it's it's taken a little while to to get past that and 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 kind of watch this as a neutral. Uh, again, I'm way more interested in that third place game than than the final. If I'm going to be honest, although there are some great stories around the teams in the finals too. Mm-hmm. Especially what Spain's doing, despite their coach, uh, who they can't stand, and yep. and in England, you know, their their head coach getting a, a team to the final for for two cups in a row now, uh, and, and you know the history of, of women's football basically being banned in England for uh, for quite a long time. Yep, like there's good stuff there, but uh, it, I don't know. I'm just I I'm convinced, at least I hope, that they're going to uh, bring in a coach who's going to shake things up a little bit. Uh, because I think there is still more than enough talent on this team to play the way we have come to expect them to play. They just, I, you know, I, I almost kind of wonder because there was so much talk about, you know, and every time they would mention the women's net, the U S women's team in, uh, in, 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 you know, pregame or, uh, media coverage, it, it was always quick to drop in the comment about how, uh, look, the rest of the world's caught up, and the rest of the, the rest of the world's improved. And I wonder if that got in their heads alone. So that's another factor. I mean, it's or possible. They just tune that stuff out. I don't know, but it would seem I, to be because it's almost like they psych themselves out of some of these games. Well, you know, and there's a lot to unpack there. And I think if you look at the like a lot of the videos of like pregame where the guys are walking, where the ladies are walking out, like Alex Morgan walks out, just totally deadpan just walking out just ready for another game no big deal and you see you know the young girls in the back you know all giddy and excited and all jumping around i mean and that's to be expected i mean i don't think that was uh to the benefit or to the you know to the detriment i, I just think you could see the mix of what was coming into this team there, there's there's a lot of great young talent there's some talent that was missing and there was the veterans that were there i mean personally look did the team underperform? Yes. Did the coach underperform? Yes. Did we have some moments where we looked absolutely brilliant? Yes. I mean, was it a great tournament overall? Nah, I give it a B minus. I mean, because I don't think we were terrible. I just don't think we were the dominant team that we expected to be. And I mean, the problem is, is we we came into this tournament having been, you know, back to back champions. So I mean, of course, we expect right. to be 
you know, the, the dominant force, the tone setter. And that just wasn't the case. And we're not used to not being that. So anything below that was considered, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Everything's coming to an end. But no, it's not the case. I mean, we saw some of these young, young, talented players get on the field that did well. We saw some of the veterans that they looked like veterans that maybe it's time it was their last World Cup. And rightfully so. And that's OK. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it happens. You know, I mean, and I, I think this I love Megan Rapinoe to death, but after that, after when she came on late against Vietnam, it was kind of like she's either going to knock the rust off because she was obviously kind of, of rusty going into that, or she's going to prove that it's the right decision to hang it up. Yeah. And I and think look, we, we saw that. Half dollars to Rapinoe. There, there are so many amazing moments that she's got, not just in World Cup play, but in NWSL play and in, in mm-hmm. international play. I mean, you know, thanks for, you know, thanks for everything you've done for the women's women's game. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of hers as far as uh, her playing is concerned, and um, you know I mean it's sad to see her go, but it's time for some of these young women to step up. I mean, one of the biggest notable losses was Mal Pugh. I mean, if Mal Pugh's yes. out there, I think you get Mal Pugh instead of Alex Morgan. And look, I love Alex Morgan. I, she's an amazing player, but much in the same way that Abby Wambach had to take a backseat, I think Alex Morgan would have taken a backseat in this tournament if Mal yeah. Pugh's available. And I think that dynamic up top with Sophia Smith and Mal Pugh looks completely different. And I think we're a much more dynamic offense with the two of them. And Alex Morgan just doesn't offer us that. And that's that's okay. I mean, Alex Morgan is still very serviceable, very qual- I mean, high-quality attacker. She'll be around for another three, four years. I don't think she'll make another cycle. She might. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know I, if she'll it, play in the Olympics, but if she does, that could be the the maybe the last major international could, one. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, she's getting, I hate to say, up their age. Like, I'm I'm old enough to be some of these younger kids' parents. For I know, sake. right? I mean, but, I mean, she's getting older, and, I mean, it just is what it is. You know, we're at that fun age now where, like, I work with people, and they're like, you're the same age as my parents. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Don't, my mom yeah, we was don't. born the same year as you. Oh, yeah? Back in the 80s, huh? Yeah, um, I went through a stretch for a while when I would, when I the kids would find out how old I am, like my students find out how old I am, and they go, "Oh yeah, you're the same age as my parents," and now I'm like, I'm older than even their parents, and it's like, okay, yeah. this is. Were this, any of your kids is, not born in the year two thousand? Oh, yeah. This is this. I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. It's 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 the long dark tea time of the so I. There's some things I mentioned the other day that when I would mention them like two or three years ago, the kids would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that," and now it's like, like I. It's a long story how I get there, but Denzel Washington came up in one class. Okay. I was the only one who knew who Denzel Washington is. What? No. Yeah. Or, like, recognize the name. That's not possible. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ser- no, you got to be kidding me. I mean, Denzel yeah. Washington? Uh-huh. He's been in, like, a thousand movies. That's what I'm saying. What in the world? What is this world coming to? Well, you know what? He doesn't exactly do a lot of kids' movies, so eh, uh, unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a, like a little baby in Training Day, so you know it works out. <laughs> All right, but uh, okay, uh, but back to my with the women's World Cup to 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 a lot of things you talked about. Um, look, the women's game has caught up, and look how awesome is it? I, look. I am the classic homer. I want to watch my team. And if my team's out, I don't watch anymore. I'm bad about it when it comes to Premier League. I'm bad about it when it comes to USL. I mean, it, it just, if my team's yeah. not in, I, I lose Although a lot. I of think energy. it's fair to say that once the U.S. women got knocked out, I was not getting up at 5 a.m. for games anymore. Well, sadly. a.m. in some cases. Old man. I know me, people apparently. who have. I know people well, who have who are U.S. Yeah. fans and they've been getting up. I can't, man. I just. 
especially now that well, school's back. Oh God, I wish I could. And well, see, so funny enough, like oddly enough, I've been waking up at like three, like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I feel like I'm really like just taking on and embodying that old man status now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've been getting up and I, I, I was watching the games and I, I mean, I found myself absolutely enjoying them. I mean, the other team that I that I've come to really enjoy, I was enjoying uh, Columbia. They were a lot of them that Caicedo, I believe, was her name. The, the yes. young, she's uh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, eighteen year old yeah. or seventeen year old. Oh Caicedo, my yeah, she was phenomenal to watch. I mean, just an absolute joy to watch on the field. And then Colombia itself, watching Brazil play and play some of the Jogo Benito. I mean, that was that was really cool. I mean, this has been a fun tournament. I mean, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching all the nations play, and I that's I think this is the first time. Um, and I told myself before this World Cup started that I wanted to really watch more games, um, mm-hmm. just to to give even just my viewer my my viewership time to to the women's game. If I if I'm not buying a jersey, let me at least give my numbers to you know watching the games. And uh, I mean, I, I watched way more. I went back and watched almost every game. I've got them all saved on my on my DVR. I mean, it's been fun. Look, and, and yeah. I'm excited. I still, for the yeah, final. I still have them. I need to go back and do that. Uh, I mean, like, of women's soccer. Let's give a shout out to uh, USF women's soccer who won their season opener tonight at LSU one nothing. So that was cool. Nice. Shout out USF. Good job. I need and to get future, out there for a game. Future uh, Super League uh, coach, uh, Denise uh, Schulte Brown in her last season with USF before moving over to the, uh, the, the Super uh, League side. So that's cool. Yeah, in fact, one of our uh, one of our employees, Sam Ishi, who uh, awesome, awesome person, she ran our mm-hmm. youth, our youth uh, camp department. Uh, she just stepped away and took a job with the uh, Super League. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm really excited for her. I wanted to give her a shout I out. I don't know, know if she that. ever listens or not, but uh, if she ever does, or if it ever gets back to her, Sam, you are awesome. I'm super excited for you and this opportunity, and uh, you will be a great ambassador for not just the Tampa Bay area, but for women's sports in the area. So. Uh, happy sad to see you go but happy to see you take on this new challenge this new opportunity i knew uh she's been on she had come on the pregame show with us a couple times to talk about some of the uh the the youth stuff they were doing i don't know if we ever if you ever mentioned the podcast or not but yeah congrats sam yeah she's super cool that's one of the people i'm glad i've got to meet over the, the last couple of years and and with doing some of this stuff with the team so i did not know that yeah congrats, yeah, to, I, congrats I, to her i saw something come across the wire and i immediately texted her. i'm like in the world like what are you doing and she told me she filled me and i was just like oh that's awesome i mean like and it's fitting for her she she she's really since she left being a ticket sales rep um God, what was it? it feels like five six years ago maybe longer maybe shorter i don't remember and stepped into her new role and uh, doing the youth development stuff um she's really blossomed and taken on a new role and i'm really just i'm excited for her. it's really really great opportunity and to to kind of cap off the, this women's world cup Look, I'm excited for the final. I don't know if uh, for those of you that are listening to this, if you're if you're watching the Women's World Cup, if you are, you're not. Watch this final. This is going to be a great game. I mean, I, I'm personally rooting for England. I I I I've I put my stock in, in, in them. I I want to see them go all the way. Originally, I had a root for Australia. I wanted to see Australia mm-hmm. um, win it at home. Uh, see Sam Kerr kind of get that for the Matildas. I, I thought that was a, just an excellent storyline. But uh, you know. England, I think, is this is the team of destiny right now. I, I just, I, I just feel like they are so good, top to bottom. Uh, they just, just so don't want to listen to England fans celebrating. Honestly, I, I know don't. it's going to be insufferable. <laughs> it's so, be insufferable. Uh, third place match: Sweden and Australia, Saturday morning at four a.m. 
That's a tough one. And then the final, Spain and England on Sunday at 6 a.m. Those are Eastern Watch. times. Watch yeah. these games. They're, they're good. I, I realize four sucks. It really sucks. Uh, but try this to one of those. At least catch the highlights. Yeah, it, well, it's one of those. Like, it, it, it seemed at least, especially in the in the men's World Cup, that it works out this way. Like the third place game, you know, there's basically nothing on the line other yeah. than third place. Like they're more open. They're more. Uh, it's almost a more fun game because then you get to the final and in, in, in halftime. Uh, it seems like it's it's two teams just trying not to lose. Like the whole idea is let's get it down to penalties and 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 hope for the best when we get there anyway. Uh, at least in the men's World Cup, I, you don't see that too much in in the women's. I don't doesn't feel like no, they uh, go for it. It we'll feels see. like and and you know that was going back to to talking about the 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 coaching uh, and, and the the way the team played. Like I always enjoy watching the the u.s women's team probably more than the men's team just because the style of play is way more attractive and watching this tournament like it felt like watching the men's national team play at least in the group stage yeah and i'm you know i'm I'm glad they you know made progress on the equal pay front but let's not go to equal play if anything let's get the men playing like the women please (laughs) yeah and the best not this one Although if you go back to like the the Donovan and Dempsey and like Herc Gomez and all that era, I loved watching that men's team play because it was a team who was like, we can't come out here and match them uh, on like flair and style, but we can we can dig deep and 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 gut one out and, and get a win here and there. And I liked watching that that kind of play too. Um, it's funny you mention would- that. It it makes me think of uh, Alejandro Bedoya's goal this past weekend against Miami where he got the one goal and it's, it was a very much like, of course it's Alejandro Bedoya. And of course it's the a yeah. scrappy goal like that, because that whole team, like that's how they played. And like, I feel like Alejandro Bedoya like embodies that style of play, like to a T like that whole generation, like that is that whole genre is, is, was embodied in that one goal. And I was like, yeah, that made me think of the entire like two thousands men's yeah. national team. Have a, have, have you heard or seen the conspiracy theory that, uh, everyone's just letting Messi uh dominate right now yeah. the the video clips where it's like defenders are just walking around watching him run through them right get out of here come on look Messi has been making the world look bad in multiple leagues in multiple countries for the last 20 years all right the fact that he came to the United States and makes our guys look amateur is not a shock and look the goals he scored, it's not like he scored slouch goals on, you know, a scrub goalkeeper. He scored on Andre Blake, the starting goalkeeper for Jamaica. Yeah, like, but that one from distance just felt weird overall. Well, and funny enough, Jeff, Jeff Antonella actually broke it down. Like, you can see here, his plant foot was not on the ground when he launched. And that mm-hmm. half a second, because he did get his fingertips to it. He's like, that's probably the difference of him knocking that to the post. Right. And knocking that's crazy. But I mean, That's look, Andre Blake's still, I mean, it's still Andre Blake. I mean, the guy's an yeah. amazing goalkeeper. I mean, the guy's got World Cup experience. He's got CONCACAF experience. He's a, he's a world-class goalie. I mean, come on now. I mean, look, like, come on. Uh, Miami is just the team of destiny. I, I, I've i got this little group chat that, I, that I'm a part of, and I'm always just, every time Miami plays, I'm just like the team of destiny. Messi is a cheat code. Because, I mean, look, they... It doesn't matter who you stop. Somebody's going to score. If it's not yeah. Joseph Martinez, it's Messi. It's now Jordi Alba. Jordi um, Alba, yeah. You uh, know? Now, now, now he's doing it in the League's Cup, which that's one thing. Now, the, the, the true test comes next week. 
Right. Does he travel to Cincinnati and play in the Open Cup semis? I'm going to go with he no. has to. No. He no. has to. What, but Cincinnati, that, that, that's a grass field, isn't it? Is it? I, I think mean, so. I, I think it, it is. And, you know, he had the whole press conference today where he's, you know, I, I love being here. My family loves being here. I, I love, he says something about, you know, he, he doesn't mind playing on turf. I want to see him in the Open Cup. I, I, now, on one hand, I want Cincinnati to win just because uh, I know a lot of people up there and I'd like to see them them get to the final. Uh, but at the same time, I would love to see Messi in the Open Cup. I want to see <laughs> Messi lifting the Open Cup. I want to see him uh, in the East Cup. I want him to get Open Cup. I want him to get the league. I want him to get the league championship. I want. I want to. I want to lift everything in year one and just let it be Messi's. Messi's league. <laughs> and then go to Saudi Arabia with Neymar and get a free watch from someone. <laughs> Although Jesus, man, did you see Neymar's deal? Like I was going through all the perks. He's I heard it was crazy, but I didn't read about it. So they, he's got okay. So a twenty-five bedroom house, private jet, five staff, uh, all accommodations paid for by the team, um, like. A bunch of cars, private uh, driver. I mean, like five hundred thousand dollars every time he speaks positively of Saudi Arabia, like a hundred thousand dollars every time he speaks something of the league. Like, I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, like, don't tell me it's because of Ronaldo going over there. Look, and I, I like Ronaldo. I, I think I've said this before on the on the previous podcast. I'm a fan of Ronaldo, but don't sit here and tell me it's because Ronaldo went to the Saudi league. That. You throw that kind of money at anybody. I, how are you going to walk away from it? I mean, yeah. Messi's already made a boatload of cash. He doesn't need any more cash. His, he just wants to play for the love of the game. And like Dan has brought up on, on social media and, and talking with him, it's just like, dude, he, he's, you look at a man who, lo- who is just in love with the game and enjoying life, and he plays like it. He plays free. I, I'm not expecting him to slide tackle. I don't expect him to go for headers. It's like Carlos Falderon when he came to play for the Muni. Carlos Valderrama mm-hmm. was if Carlos Valderrama went for a header, he was pissed. Yeah, he was competitive, <laughs> but he was not going for any headers. He wasn't going for slide tackles. I can count two that I remember him going for the entirety of his mini career and one header. Because other than that, though, he was just a distributor. He was a maestro. He was a guy who was going to dish the ball out, drop the ball on a dime to certain players, maybe get a shot on goal. That's all you need. But yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be that'll be fun next week. We've got a we get the Open Cup is back. The semifinals, uh, both on next Wednesday night. Cincinnati hosts Miami at seven o'clock, uh, and then Houston Dynamo hosting Real Salt Lake at nine thirty. Uh, Paramount Plus, Telemundo, Peacock, Galazzo Network, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I, I want to see. It. I, I would love to, honestly, I would love to, uh, and I forget how the, the draw works to see uh, hosting for the final, but I would love to see Cincinnati. And, and this is, you know, this this will actually probably be a pretty good test for Miami because Cincinnati's the best team in, in, ML, in MLS right now. Yep. Uh, and it's a semifinal. They're, they're going to put a strong side out. They're as strong as a yep. side as they can, I would assume. Uh, and we'll see how, how that, uh, how that, you know, what, what, how that works. And if, if Miami plays messy or not, I, I gotta think he will. He he he'd have to play in the final. Yeah, no, to. I agree. He, he he would. Even if it's uh you know like a first half or something, but you you you've got to put him out there. Like that'll just be huge. Uh, to see that that that'd be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. So we have uh we have we have covered the 
the win from last weekend. We we we've talked about uh, we previewed. We did the thing where it was two white guys talking about women's soccer, which you know everyone needs more of. Uh, and by everyone, I mean nobody. <laughs> But we did it anyway. We did it anyways. Uh, we did it anyway. <laughs> That's that, my friend, is called privilege. <laughs> I, I was thinking when I put that on the show notes, and I'm like, we really need to find someone who you know is is more like you know day to day in tune with with women's soccer to come on and 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 correct us on all the the things that we're going to screw up probably. We need to do that at some point. We'll see. We'll try and figure it out. But yes, go watch the final. Go watch the third place game. You don't even have to get out of bed. Just, you know, wake up, turn the TV on, lay there. Uh, ignore the dog and cat whining that they want to be fed because you're awake now. Just, you know, screw them. Watch the games. Have fun. Uh, watch the Rowdies tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Plus. And hopefully at least, and I'll listen to it on Sirius XM. And uh, Ben will be back next week to talk. It's still a, it's a, it's a little bit long road trip going on. They, they go to Miami next weekend. Uh, and then I think there's one more road game before. No, they come back after that. Yep. September, like for what, September 2nd, I think. So hopefully uh, be able to make it out to Al Lang for that one. And, uh, you know, enjoy the nice uh, steamy weather. Curious is how I'd love to see. I don't know if they mentioned it on the. I don't remember seeing it on the broadcast, but like what the field temperature was at kickoff. They did, and it was like it felt like 110. It was a swamp God. out there. It was insanely hot. <sighs> and sadly, that's what counts as home field advantage for us right now. Man, well, look, you got to use what you got. Uh, need this swamp stuff to get time. out of here soon. Although I just saw, I just saw that the uh, they they put out the like next 90 day weather forecast and uh with the hot summer eventually coming to an end that the southeastern united states can expect a warmer than average fall season as well too with probably increased precipitation so this is fine can we not this is fine i got a couple jackets i like to actually wear more than once yeah you know (laughs) it would be nice i mean maybe a long sleeve shirt i'll compromise it was it was kind of fun getting to wear jeans to the uh, the USL Cup final that uh, against Orange County, and I yep. don't know if that's going to be a thing that would happen this year if we somehow managed to host it again. Although I thought I read that like the it. Farmers Almanac said it, we were actually due for a cold winter. <sighs> hope so. Oh God, I, one can hope. <laughs> Just flip it on All its right, head. let's. Uh, oh, we I, got predictions. Oh God! Yeah, we. This is what happens. If we take a week off. We just forget everything about how we how the show goes. Uh, I'm like, wait a second, we haven't done predictions yet. And I feel bad. Like, I don't. Can can we predict a four one to the lads one week after they had a four one? It's a, you know, if we get it right, do we have to go play Powerball? I don't. I don't know how this works. Uh, all right, you 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 managed to sneak your way into going second on man of the match, so I'm going to make you go first on predictions. That's okay. This is good. I, I already know which way I'm going to go. I'm going three two to the boys. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think playing on a smaller field, it's going to be a little tricky. So three two, that's a win for us. All right, so you got you got a little pucker factor going in there uh, late in the game, trying to close it out, not give up a, an equalizer. Uh, I think it's going to be slightly more comfortable. I say three one. Okay. I'll say three one. And hopefully we're both wrong and it's another 3-0. And uh, uh, Tulsa has not uh, beaten the Rowdies. Uh, I don't know. 
ever since they've uh, started playing in, in USL Championship, but uh, definitely not in recent memory. So let's keep that streak going at least, no matter how what it takes to do it. Yep. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here, and we'll be back next week to uh, talk about another victory, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later, Ben. See you guys later, everyone else. Thank you guys for listening. As always, come on, you rowdies. Come on, you rowdies.